0: Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com.
1: On today's episode of Reinvention Radio,
2: you know, I will say that our strengths are really on the traditional media side. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but an influencer, the right influencer post that's done in the right way, can absolutely be incredible impact for a business.
0: This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the
1: status quo is unabashedly dismantled.
0: Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio, the uh, social distancing edition. <laughs> have you uh, have you guys been watching any of the late night shows at all? Just out of curiosity, Mary Goulet or Richie Ote? No? A Sometimes bit? recorded
1: later, okay. but... Never yeah. while it's actually going.
0: Never while it's happening. It's um it's a trip. It's funny to see how uh we watch Trevor Noah and Stephen Colbert and you know, occasionally Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy well, almost never Jimmy Fallon. Sorry, Jimmy. Um but uh it's just really interesting to see how they're all doing these these social distancing shows. And it's um it's quite different when you uh, when you don't have an audience and it's just you in in front of a camera. So we uh we can relate in our own little small way here because we typically get together in the in the studio uh and for the last 6 weeks or so we've been doing it uh via zoom and broadcasting live on uh on facebook and doing uh some fun stuff there with live streaming and all but there there's nothing quite like being in the studio and, and hanging out with the, the lovely Mary Goulet and Richie Ote and the, the whole crew there. So Mary, how are you doing? What, uh, what's the, what's quarantine life feeling like for you in week 36 now?
3: I just want to go to Target. <laughs> I'm just so, you know, I'm staying home, I go to the grocery store, but I'm super productive at home, but I'm yeah. reaching my end. <laughs>
0: it's funny we um we needed something for the garden or tomato plants or something like that. yeah that's I was trying to get some like fertilizer and finally anyway I was I swung by Home Depot uh thinking they'd have a, a pretty decent selection of, of stuff right to take care of our tomato plants and um and the, the line was like crazy so you know they got everybody stacked outside still and and I was like oh hell no forget this noise I'm I'm, I'm not waiting in that line so I went to the Local ACE hardware, but it's um, i don 't know Costco just uh, announced that they're reopening to uh, some degree of normalcy. The only difference is they 'll have a senior hour uh, early and then uh, you just have to come in with with masks, but um, it was interesting, so I went last night with the family uh, all down to the shore to see the uh, the red tide and the beautiful blue algae thingies that become iridescent and glow at night. It's super cool uh, when the waves crash. And, um, and, I, and and I was stunned. My wife was really stunned. I mean, just lean you know, up just, you know, six feet and, you know, masks the whole night. She's, you know, really wanting to make sure that everybody does what, you know, what needs to be done. And, you know, just stunned by the number of people not wearing masks. I mean, it was probably for every one person that was wearing a mask, there was probably five people that weren't. Hmm. It was, it was easily five to one uh, on the, on the shore there as we, as we walked last night. Have you been, have you been out at all, Rich? Have you been going anywhere, doing anything?
1: Oh yeah. I've been in the e-commerce side of me. is all over. Like what are the different products I can make moving forward? You know, I'm not yeah. opportunistic about people, but just, what is this new normal going to be as we reopen? Cause when I, I think about the restaurants and, and, you know, from working in the liquor industry, liquor.com.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know how they're going to survive. Their margins aren't that much to be able to, t- you know, only have a quarter of the tables, a third of the tables in there. like So, but yeah, I have been out and Home Depot is one of my favorite places I, Trish. Yeah. I painted the house or did the outside like working <laughs> it's it's nuts how many things I've gotten done around here and thank goodness that Home Depot is open
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so are you saying like have you been to in the stores they seem to be pretty strict about it like you can't even go into uh, Vons which is our local grocery store here like you can't even go into Vons uh, without uh, a mask on. like they just they won't even let you in home depot same sort of thing target same sort of thing um, but have you been just sort of out and about at all where there, where there are no stores and are and what do you see in, in in the neighborhoods that you're walking just as far as people masking up
1: yeah our neighbor neighborhood proper right here in the south part, yeah. north part is kind of like a bubble we're super proactive like we've been wearing masks for a long time and we, it's crazy how many people are out walking their dogs and people cross the street, even if they got a mask on and they'll wave though, right? It's not like they're antisocial, but I'm um, mm. just super on top of just like, Hey, if we're doing this, let's, let's do it. Let's not half-ass it. Um, but when I go to other spots, like I went to go pick up pizza in little Italy and I, whenever I've kind of gone out of that little air quote bubble there, yeah. um, I'm seeing about the
0: same as you, you know, mm-hmm.
1: one in one in every five, one in every six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too. Um, and, and we'll, we'll bring on our guest Heather here in a second because, uh, Heather will bring a unique perspective as far as media and, and PR and, you know, all that, uh, that whole world is concerned here. Um, but it, but it is interesting because you see this, this is, this is really, uh, become a political issue. Which is really interesting because it's a it's a science issue, like it's not it's got nothing to do with politics, you know. Like the virus doesn't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, a liberal, a Green Party, a, you know whatever tea party. Like the virus doesn't care what political side of the you know of the fence you're on, and yet somehow it's become a political issue, which is really interesting to me because like there there are and, and a couple of friends of mine who. Um, you know you learn you learn a lot about people <laughs> during during times like these, um, and a couple of friends of mine were th- were saying things like um, you know how we 're being played and like it 's like this whole thing where like somehow because the economy was moved to being shut down, you know obviously people having to go indoors and and protect the, you know this this plague, which is really what it kind of is from spreading to to everyone, you see a lot of folks feeling like, like there's, there's a game being played. And typically to me, when you have a game, you know, there are winners and, and losers, right? I mean, that's, that's by definition what happens in a game. So I guess what I'm trying to understand is that if, if that is the case, that there is a game being played, who, who, who wins in that scenario? Like who would, who would create the game? that would, that they created the game so that there would be a winner. Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm not clear on.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a game being played. I do think to your point though, that it's being politicized just because that's what people are paying attention to. And it's also an election year. So both sides are just taking advantage of the eyeballs and the earbuds. But I, I really look forward to Heather's insights on it because Someone's always going to have a perception of you and what you're doing, and it really comes down to you have to put your best face out in what you're actually trying to do, because no matter what you put out, there's someone who's going to say that's not true or lie about it or whatever. So it's going to be interesting to hear her perspective.
0: Yeah, Mary and, and Heather, go ahead and bring up your camera and your mic when you can and we'll we'll bring you on here live. Uh but Mary, any, any thoughts about that? Cause you know, it just it seems interesting that some would, would say that there's there's a game being played here. I just I just don't understand that. But any any thoughts on that before we bring on Heather?
3: Well, I have a hobby of researching and paying attention and what's really there is another story that is starting to seep to the surface. But it is, I wouldn't call it a game. It's a plan. And it's an evil plan. And it's real. And it's starting to get some attention in certain places.
0: What is that though? Like give us give us just a little piece of, of that. Cause like I'm not I'm not privy to what that plan is that is coming to the surface.
3: Okay, so just do research on Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah do some research on him and what his fundamental belief is globally he and wanting to vaccinate every single human being you know there's mm-hmm. just there's stuff going on and it is falling into place with this covid-19
0: yeah like trying to get rid of polio <laughs> i mean like you know we eradicated smallpox let's eradicate polio like that's that seems like a reasonable thing to want to do. But again, and let's bring on Heather here. So um uh, Heather from PRSTARS.net hanging out with us. Heather Bridget, good to having you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's try your microphone. Make sure you're good. Try that.
2: Yeah. I'll yeah. I'm testing one, two, three. Are we all good? Yeah,
0: all good. <laughs> go. good. All good. Right. Good. Um, nice having you here. And Great um to be here. So Heather, um, we've actually worked with Heather. In full disclosure, here we hired Heather uh, and her firm to help with the launch of Podcast Magazine, uh, and Heather and her team did amazing by us. And so, yes, Heather is someone that we have hired. Full disclosure here, um, but just you know, wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to to bring you on and and talk about your area of expertise and 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 your unique perspective on on all of this. And it just speaks to the power of. PR and marketing and, and just so much that you have deep expertise in and actually on the episode of Beyond Eight Figures uh, that we just uh, completed. And by the way, we do broadcast live every Thursday from 12 until 2 Pacific. Um, we uh, just had a, a guest on Beyond Eight Figures who uh, has a lot of uh, success on the continent of Africa in terms of being an entrepreneur and building companies and so on and so forth. And from a media perspective, like, I was, I was stunned to see his presentations. I was stunned to learn as much as I had learned just from him about the opportunities on the continent of Africa, because as a Gen Xer, you know, like so much of the messaging that I've received over the years has just been, this is, you know, a place where there is no opportunity, you know, it's it's famine, it's, you know, people starving, and, and we got to send money there, and, and you just don't think about it in terms of having... Uh, you know, an economy and having skyscrapers and having a middle class. And, you know, like, it just, it's, it's stunning how those messages haven't come through the media to us here in the States in terms of what's going on in, in Africa insofar as opportunity is concerned. So, Obviously, there's a lot to unpack there, and talking about COVID and you know Bill Gates and polio and you know like there's so much to unpack there. Um, but maybe you can just speak a little bit about you know, the power of PR and marketing and how it relates to this very interesting uh, period of time that we're sitting in right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would love to you know give some kind of the the PR the media perspective because having worked in that realm for oh my gosh, over 20 years now, um, I've seen a lot of different things that happen. And I think, you know, what most people don't realize is how much of what they're actually seeing on their TVs or, you know, in, on the news is coming from a PR machine, you mm. know? And there are a lot of bigger plans in place that may, we, who know, like we don't even know probably all of the things that are actually happening. There's actually a really good book that I just heard about on another show, Betcha Up, Um, They interviewed the author, it's called Hiding in Plain Sight, and it's about this global international crime syndicate that is taking over our world and they're turning our planet into a corporate structure. And you know, they're monetizing countries and assets and you know, it's crazy Mm -hmm. what's happening in the world. So there are a lot of, you know, very interesting things happening on the planet right now. We're completely being put through the blenders. I think it's a time of us being able to kind of get a reboot a reset a restart um, and figure out how to move forward because we really weren't moving forward in a very sustainable way. Um, you know, I think we were on a pretty fast track to uh, destruction, so that's why we're having this existential crisis now. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, as it pertains to the media, politics, all of that, I will, I will say that you know, the Republicans have always been so good. If you want to learn how to do good PR, learn how to get your messaging out, talking points, watch the Republicans. They're so good at it. <laughs> um, the Democrats, it leaves so much to be desired in that area. <laughs> So it's, you know, whenever you see or hear one of the messages coming out from the um, Republican Party, you will see that parroted over and over on every, you know, their platforms, their news platforms, all of their Republican, you know, representatives, like they are so good at dialing in their messaging. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, that's, I used to watch Fox News with my grandmother back in the day of Bill. O'Reilly and the next day she would be parroting what he said and that's and that was an opinion show and But to her it was news So that's also the part that gets confusing for people is because someone's speaking on a news program Is that news or is it opinion? And Mm. not knowing how to differentiate, you know between the two so there's So many levels of this stuff and and I'm happy to go in whichever direction (laughs) you guys want to go with it Yeah
3: Uh, Heather, have you ever heard of the four a.m. talking points? The four a.m. talking points with the with, is that with the politicians or? No, it's with the conglomerates of the networks. Put out their talking points, and you can put on twenty, like all the morning show people, and the exact same words will come out of each yeah anchor's mouth. They exactly. and
2: They're so good at, and that's actually, they had a leak on Twitter not too long ago there, it was all over Twitter. Um, Somebody sent out their talking point, the Republicans talking points, uh, by mistake, they sent it to a reporter. So it ended up going viral, um, you know, seeing what they're actually sending out to all of their contacts,
3: you know. Yeah, it's also- Probably the 4 (laughs) a.m. Right, there's there's one opinion So the media conglomerate comes together on whatever issue it might be, and they give it to CBS, ABC, NBC, all the affiliates, and those morning anchors say that exact verbiage. So it's not, the Republican talking points might be something different, but this is just the CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox morning affiliates.
2: But well, we have to remember, yeah, that those are all run by like the top one percent of the top one percent, because all of our media is now owned by the same people. We have very few um, at the top of that pyramid now. There are very few, yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So let let's let's do this, and you know, obviously, Rich, jump in any time here. But let me let me try to st- to shift into the discussion around how can we as entrepreneurs, you leverage those conversations and be a part of those, those talking points because it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like the media needs us and something to talk about almost more so than, than we need them, right? I mean, if you think about like a daily newspaper and, and now doing podcast magazine on the monthly, I mean, that's a bear, you know, trying to, trying to release a, a magazine on a monthly basis. I can't even imagine what it's like trying to release a, a daily newspaper.
2: Well, it's a 24-hour news cycle now, so they need content nonstop. They're right. always looking for content, yeah.
0: Yeah, so how, how do we get a piece of that as entrepreneurs? Like, what, what are some yeah. things that we need to start thinking about doing?
2: Well, I will say that's the good news, for everyone. It's also, it also makes it a little challenging because, you know, there's always the upside and the downside of, you know, progress. So we, you know, we now have so many more opportunities, you know, to get on uh, the news or get the attention of the news, but there's also so many more businesses and people out there, you know, that are jockeying for that same spot. So, you know, really what it comes down to, I think is um, a couple of things, which is if you're very clear, in your messaging and what you're doing for people in the world. You have a very good story about that. You're clear in your why and your purpose and what the audience of any outlet you're going to be uh, on or exposed to, that that audience is gonna get some sort of a benefit from you appearing, whether it's a TV show, a magazine, a radio show you know, now of course we have so many podcasts, like whatever mm-hmm. avenue it is, like the, the producer or the press person, they're always looking like, what value is this person bringing to my audience? So there, that has to be like a really first important piece that you have dialed in. And then I would say the other side of that is, what are their needs right now? Always looking at the editorial needs, like what's happening in the world? Um, what's timely? You know, what can you tie into? Of course, right now it's the whole conversation around COVID-19. Like that's pretty much 99% of what the media want to talk about. What they what they are talking about. So figuring out how you fit into that conversation. Um, Harrow is something we talk a lot about in my community, which is the HelpTheReporter.com site. It's a free platform. Uh, PR people and entrepreneurs in the know tend to use this to find out what are the media covering and get uh, interviewed to appear in mainstream media publications. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as you're monitoring these opportunities, you see what the press are looking for and what they're talking about. And there are a lot of opportunities right now for small business owners and entrepreneurs to reply to those queries. Uh, A lot of them have to do with how is this impacting coronavirus impacting your business? You know, what's happening, um, with your employees, and you know, lots of questions around how you're running things or how you're adjusting uh, to the current global health crisis. So those mm-hmm. are just a couple of ways right now. I would say that are very timely for entrepreneurs. Yeah,
0: yeah that totally makes totally makes sense. And, and so, from from the standpoint of first steps, like what what do you instruct your clients to do in so far as first steps are concerned? Uh, as it relates to media, so if somebody doesn't have any media experience, it becomes kind of that chicken and that egg. You know, the the local TV, the you know, the national. I mean, they they all want to make sure that you're any good at what you do, and if you don't have any experience or you don't have any you know sizzle reel or whatever to 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 show people, it makes it hard. So what what can folks do to get started if they haven't done anything with the media before?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I will say that on the agency side, I mean, this works on both sides. Also for my members in my inner circle, you know, we always look at like, what have you done? Have you appeared in the press before? Have you had media exposure? What is your profile like? What is coming up when people Google you? And if you haven't really had much or, or much of anything before, where we want to start is very, you know, kind of in your backyard, very simple. And that could be as simple as starting your own blog. Um, there are plenty of uh, contributing sites where you, it's kind of like the blog format, although they still have editors approve the content. But you can become a contributing writer very easily for a place like Thrive Global or Medium, Mind Body Green, Pop Sugar. Some of these places that have a huge audiences that will see your content, uh, to start getting your voice out there so that at least if a press person Googles you, things start to come up and they're like, oh, yes, this person is an expert. So a lot of it is establishing first that you are an expert. I often start by helping people establish their expert affirmation statement, which is really just saying who you are, what you do, why you're an authority, um, the services you pride, provide and what the result is from that. So mm-hmm. being able to quickly give that, some people would call that like a quick elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Um, you know, if you're especially with these hero queries on HelperReporter.com, if you're replying to those, that's the first thing, just get that quick authority statement back to them so they know that you are an expert. And you know, they, wanna know, they wanna only be interviewing people that really are uh, knowing what they're doing and knowing what they're talking about. So mm-hmm. being able to assert and claim and own. This is another thing that comes up for entrepreneurs. Oh, I'm not really an expert. Well, if you're doing what you're doing, if you've ever accepted $1 for your services, people are paying you to do something, you're an expert in some area. So getting the confidence within yourself to know that yes, you have something to say and there are people that wanna hear it and the press will talk to you and listen.
0: Yeah. Rich, let me uh, give you an opportunity here. I don't want to hog the mic and, you know, Mary, of course, as well. But Rich, uh, questions for Heather around PR and uh, media? Because I know this is uh, near and dear to your heart as well.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. It's, um, I, I think I want to go down the path of the opportunity that's sitting there. Because to your point earlier, you said everything's COVID-19, but it's, they're not only looking for negative things, right? And and there are a lot of, oh, this is my business and it's going down and we haven't gotten the PPE PPP money or any of that stuff. Um, is there a way, I've never really used Haro, but is there a way to reach out to places or do you only go through PR agencies to, to actually help the news say, hey, I have a story that I think would be good or do you recommend only signing up at like a Haro or something like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, something like that is really for anybody. It's, you know, not just for PR people it's for, if you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, if you have a business and you want to, you know, start getting yourself some recognition in the press, it's a great place to go. It's another, I call it my PR gateway drug because it is a great place to start. Um, but you know, there's a lot of ways to get yourself out there. I mean, yes, you can absolutely hire a PR professional, a firm, Um, But that's why I started my inner circle, my PR stars inner circle is uh, my online programs where I teach small business owners and creatives, um, because especially being here in LA, there are a lot of actors and filmmakers and artists. Um, How do you, you know, most people can't afford to hire a PR firm. So how can you do this for yourself? So yes, absolutely. You know, these people can be doing it for themselves. And a lot of times it's just the two pieces of one the the confidence piece and not and being a little nervous to put themselves out there, not sure if they're an expert, so working on some mindset or mindset or alignment shifts first, and then secondly is just knowing the steps so I you know I kind of decided after twenty years of doing this it was three years ago I started uh, teaching this was if I could bottle up what I've done for every client, even though they were all different, different industries, different types of clients um, you know, what are the, what's the through line? What are the steps that I've taken every time in every campaign? And there was a formula and there are steps. So that's what I'm now helping people understand is just simply how to go through the steps yourself.
1: And what, what would like, st- other than the clarity and what you talked about just a little bit ago, like what what's the main thing you see people, obviously they want to have their, Page up, resources, highlights, all that kind of stuff. But what's the number one thing you see missing?
2: I will say, well, one of the biggest mistakes that I see um, the small business owners and the creatives, entrepreneurs making is that they either wait or stop. So the thing with PR is it is a long game, it's about baking it into your business on a year round basis. If you look at any business plan, there is a section for marketing and PR. And there's a reason for that, because it is so important. You've got to be visible in your business. If you want to have people be able to find you and know where you are, you know, how to reach you and come ready pre-sold to have, you know, engage in your services, because they already know what it is that you do and they like what they saw and they're ready for it. So that's the power of the visibility. So yeah, so packaging and presenting yourself. So being clear in what you're putting out there, how you package and present it, having a PR plan and a timeline, um, knowing the steps to take through when it comes to the media relations side of things. And then, really, the, the results piece is you know, land, making sure you get the results, but then also uh, the momentum that you create with results, not stopping. So you know, I always say, press be gets press. So when you can keep building the momentum, that's when you really start to take things to the next level. So building uh, using your wins, maximizing those, and then building upon those and keep going versus stopping or waiting for something else to happen.
0: That's a great point, thanks. Yeah yeah. so let, and let's think about it from the standpoint of when when you have a, a specific business like in like in Mary's case, she has uh, like a vacation rental business, and obviously, uh, you know, vacation rentals are, you know, it's struggling right now, but it'll, it'll come back so that it doesn't seem so self-serving. Like what, what is something that, that Mary, as an example, could do here to take advantage of PR or media as it relates to vacation rentals, right? Obviously that's part of what she does so well, without coming across as just like it being a commercial.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it always comes back to you and your expertise and what you're most passionate about. So Mary, I'm going to guess that you must love travel. Do you have a passion for travel or what what is it that drove you to have have that business?
3: Well, I live near the beach and I have an extra house and I it was came down to dollars. It just made more sense to have the house open for people to bring their families here, go to Legoland, go to the beach, go to the zoo. But then when people had to had to fly here, that's when my business went down to zero. If they could drive here, it was 50-50 if they would cancel. So now I'm getting calls from other vacation rental owners what are you doing to boost your calendar? You know, what should I do? So um, I think for a PR angle, if I were to go on, let's say, a local affiliate and say, let me talk about the vacation rental market industry to assuage fears. This is okay. The owners keep the place clean. I mean, that's probably, I'm thinking the only angle I could take on it. What do you think? I mean,
2: that's certainly one way to go right now is, okay, so you're an expert in that area. You said you even have other people coming to you looking for advice. So doing the things we talked about before where you have your own platforms and you're putting out your own content about that, uh, if you do a really great blog post on and things like media love, like top five tips, top 10 tips, whatever it is, you could turn around and pitch that to like one of your local news organizations. And so there's, you know, because you're an expert on the vacation rental market, um, you probably have insight around people who are traveling just from having done this for a while. You probably could come up with a few, um, we call them listicles, like the, the top, you know, so many points list lists. And those are absolutely things you can turn around and pitch to the
3: press. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So from, so from obviously there's, there's, you know, you go out and you hire an an agency and, and they're responsible for, you know, getting you, getting you press and whatnot. What, what does the average like PR firm charge nowadays and, and what could you expect in return for, for that investment just out of curiosity?
2: Yeah, I mean the the PR um, world is it's got quite a range. I would say on average you're probably looking in the five to ten k range per month. I know a lot of agencies that charge more, like maybe start at twelve um, a month. Um, and then you know we have tons of PR people in the world who are smaller boutique firms, um, and you know they're probably more negotiable on the rates. But I think that you know you probably need to plan. For, you know, it depends on if you're gonna go more in the direction like on Upwork and hire a freelancer and someone that maybe you can pay a smaller amount by the hour, or if you're gonna go the traditional route of hiring an agency or a firm and, you know, do the retainer packages. So I will say that over the years, (laughs) having my own agency, um, I did have a couple of times where people were like, can we just go to the hourly versus the retainer? Um, they very quickly asked to go back to the retainer fee <laughs> because what people don't realize is how much work goes on behind the scenes and how much you know time we put into you know getting those awesome results that we do get. Yeah so you know that includes getting features and you know whether it's interviews, um, you know typically people think of the mainstream media uh, when they're you know engaging with a PR firm wanting to get in you know on TV or international magazines or even your local media. Uh, and, you know, we do include now, it's kind of, I call it digital PR now because we've merged with social media. So I cannot really, you know, run a PR campaign without at least consulting on social media because there ha- that component has to be a part of whatever campaign is happening.
0: Mm-hmm. What, um, so what? what is your take as far as the whole world of uh, like influencer marketing and influencer, PR and, and having spokespeople and, and so on, you know, step in for having sort of representation or at least, um, you know, sort of validating or vouching for, for what it is that you do any. So it seems like it's such a different world now and more people are seeing an Instagram post and they are reading the, you know, the New York Times for some of these people.
2: Yeah. So you're asking like what's like the value of an influencer versus a traditional news media.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, is that part, is that part of the mix now? Like, do you guys actually go out and try to, to bring those, those influencer type people to, to the table um, for your clients?
2: Sometimes it depends on the client and the project and what the objectives are. And um, you know, influencers can be very helpful. And there's also a lot of, it's kind of a slippery slope because Um, there's a, it's still kind of the wild west with it, working with influencers. There are a couple agencies now that actually just specialize in connecting brands to agencies. So that Mm -hmm. really is kind of like its own unique piece, but absolutely. We have helped connect people before when it's made sense. Um, you know, I will say that our strengths are really on the traditional media side. Um, you know, and, but an influencer, the right influencer post that's done in the right way. Can absolutely be incredible impact for a business.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as we uh, as we look to to wrap up here and let you get back to to your world of, of media and PR, what um what what would you say to those who maybe hesitant to bring on uh, any sort of, of PR representation or um, perhaps just don't have any media experience and they're a, a little bit concerned about their ability to, to perform well. Like what, what advice would you have for, especially the newbies as it comes to the world of, uh, of PR and media?
2: Yeah, I mean, actually I just created something that would, would help your audience uh, identify where they land on that sort of scale of, you know, with their visibility and where their strengths are. So I created uh, the shine superpower quiz. So it's finding out your visibility superpower and they actually can go to shinesuperpower.com and I have four different visibility types. So that would be a great place, first of all, is to start figuring out like, where do you fit on the scale? So, you know, the, the higher end of the scale, which is what we call the light walker is the person who is the most comfortable putting themselves out there on any avenue, whether it's online, On stages in the real world, in person connecting with people, um, all the way down to the protector, who is the person who would rather sing in the hairbrush in front of the bathroom mirror than be on camera or (laughs) in front of a stage or people on the stage in front of people. So for people to figure out, you know, where where are they comfortable, and then tapping into those strengths. So you know, for some people it might be more on the writing side. For other people it might be more on being on camera and pursuing that avenue. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's always good to look at your strengths first, and then figure out how to leverage those strengths the best you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, certainly with more people being glued to a very, you know, whatever their screen of choice is, it seems like there's a pretty good opportunity right now to get a lot of eyeballs and eardrums on what you're doing. So appreciate that and Heather one more time uh, what what is the uh URL again for the quiz?
2: shine superpower.com
0: shine superpower.com that's awesome. Heather project women
2: in business but men can play too. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: prstars.net is where they can get more information about all the fun stuff you're up to as well, Heather.
2: Yeah, yeah. prstars.net uh is where I host my online programs and all that info you can get more over there connect with me. Uh, We also have a Facebook community, free Facebook community, the Cheyenne Strategy Insiders. Actually, and that we should say, that was how we met, was I first interviewed you for my podcast last year on the Cheyenne Strategy. So it's also a community if you're looking to learn more about how to get yourself out there um, and learn some of these um, strategies, I'm happy to have you join us over there as well.
0: Awesome. All right, Heather, we are going to let you jump and appreciate your time and Richie and Mary and I will wrap up. And thank, you. You. Thank, you, thank you.
2: Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Thanks, Steve.
0: Yep. All right. Well we will wrap up here on this episode of reinvention radio and uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I used to do a lot of media and then not so much media and then more like it just kind of ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, with podcast magazine, I'm I'm back to doing more media. I was actually just interviewed on uh, Headline News, uh, so that'll that piece will be coming out uh, I think this week. So that'll uh, that'll be interesting again. And you know, it's 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 certainly something that you know we didn't even have the discussion of earned media versus paid media, but obviously earned media um, is well PR, right? And someone else bringing you onto their platform. Paid media is buying space on those. Uh, on those platforms, and so you know basically advertising paid media is is telling the world that you 're that you 're good, and earned media is uh, is basically letting others say how good you are right and there 's obviously value in uh, in both, but I, I thought it would be good for us to bring on Heather today. And I'm glad she was able to carve out some time to share with us her thoughts around PR and media and spinning for, you know, what's going on in the world and how to, how to really get started. Uh, Mary, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this particular episode of Reinvention Radio? Uh,
3: one thing I have learned about PR because I've had a PR firm working with Heather and I, be clear on what you're asking them to pitch you for. And if it's important that you get ROI. So for instance, are you going to get an increase in book sales? Or are you going to get people to go to your site and buy your products and services, because just to go out and do media and pay someone to get you out there, yeah. to, you've got to have something on the other side that you're going to make money from the exposure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rich, any uh any last thoughts here before we wrap up this episode?
3: Well, just
1: a quick one. It was kind of going hand in hand with what Mary said there is just the world has changed so much and not as many people are tuning into that type of media. Well yeah. still important, right? If you get on the news like you definitely put it on your website and tell people you got it. But I I was hoping, and maybe I'll just reach out to her on the side. It's like, how, how is it morphed? And she brought up the social media. There's, there's times now where you can do paid media and and it just doesn't look like an ad. You don't have to make yourself look like an ad. I mean, this is just what people preconceived ideas. You could put something out there and it's, telling a story that's something good and you don't even sell anything and then remarket to those people. So there's just so many ways now, it's just how to tie it all together, but we yeah. didn't have enough time.
0: Yeah, oh good. All right, well, let's let's do this. Let's wrap up this episode here of Reinvention Radio. Our thanks to Heather Burgett from, and that's B-U-R-G-E-T-T as I pronounce it silly there, but Heather Burgett from PRstars.net. Uh, definitely check on all the fun stuff that she's got going on. We'll wrap up this episode. Thank you, Mary Goulet. Thank you, Richie Ote. He's got under control somewhere in the world. And uh, we'll talk to you guys really soon here next time on Reinvention Radio. Take care.
1: You just got dismantled.
0: Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olson, visit reinventionradio.com.